comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblechild.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking how to train your dragon too. Aaron, how do you train your dragon? Carefully. Ah. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! Hola! Out Now is a film podcast. This is Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussion about other various movie topics with a main, mostly spoiler-free review sandwich right in the middle. This is episode 155. 155. That's like uh, that's like maximum miles per hour for like a car. Is is that the maximum miles an hour for a car? Sometimes. 155 specifically? That's the one? <laughs> that's pretty high. That's pretty, okay. That's what are we doing? That's pretty high or is it maximum? <laughs> I don't know. Go pretty, ask Jeremy. Pretty high is like nearly double 88 miles per hour, the speed limit to go back in time. That's actually pretty fast, too. I, it, I usually don't go 88 miles per hour. It's pretty fast. You are an Asian yeah. driver. Should we not leave that in? Is that too bad? <laughs> is that not good? Is that a good <laughs> I'm a great Asian driver. Let's <laughs> say that. David knows. I know. I'm, I'm a great driver. Hey, 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 hey. We haven't introduced guests yet, Abe. <laughs> People are like, what is this podcast right now? Like, what just happened? I thought this was a movie podcast. Now we're talking about Asian drivers. This is so weird and slightly racist. Anyway, <laughs> this week's episode, we're talking about how to train your dragon to still dragoning. Still training, I guess, would make way more sense. But I like I like where I went with it, still dragoning. And joining us to discuss how to train your dragon to, or how to do to, we have... Well, he is snapping pics of winged beasts everywhere. It's David, yeah. Hi. And she walks on dragons. Z-O-M-G. It's Leah Ducey. Hi. How are you two doing today? Ladies Welcome. first. Yes. Never never better. Never better. I'm wonderful. Great. Great. Great to, to have you guys back, as always. Great to have David back. We got him in just before the year go around when we talked about last Lone <laughs> Ranger last year. So it's good to... <laughs> I'm glad I got him in under the wire. <laughs> happy to be back. Yes, and Leah, always happy to have you here. Games. Exactly. We'll That's get why there. I'm here. We'll get there. Thanks. We'll get, yeah. Yep. We just leave Leah in suspense for a good hour where we talk about nonsense, and then we're like, oh, yeah, there's games, too. That mean nothing, but, you know, they're games. <laughs> One day we're just going to say, oh, I'm sorry, Leah, there are no games. She's going to be so disappointed. Yeah, that's the I old. would just leave. Yeah. Good thing it's not one of our April Fools episodes. One of those classic Aaron and Abe April Fools episodes that we have <laughs> every year. <laughs> um, anyway, let's do some announcements stuff here before we get underway with the the rest of the show. Um, let's do this one first because this is so cool because we don't you know get a ton of these but we like getting them and we'd love to get more. Uh, we got a voicemail, Abe. Um, yeah, we I a, know. We got a we got a voicemail from uh, our buddy Tyler over here. He has some things to say about Edge tomorrow, so let's play that one right now. Uh, hey, this is Tyler Dean from A Taste of Dawn magazine, actually. I just wanted to call in and uh, say you guys really nailed it on the head uh, with that review. 
uh, I was so motivated to go see it uh, that I went to a 10.30 p.m. showing. There was almost no one in the theater, just a couple uh, couples. I don't know if they were watching it. If they weren't, they missed out. Director Doug Lehman did a really good job. I haven't seen, you know, Jumper um, uh, or the other one that you guys mentioned, but I had seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which I thought was amazing uh, <laughs> when I saw it, uh, whenever it came out in theaters. And then uh, I think uh, Christopher McQuarrie, Jez uh, Butterworth, and John Henry Butterworth also did a really good job at adapting uh, All You Need Is Kill uh, from the writer Hiroshi Rizaka. Uh, Tom Cruise did a great job. You know, he's doing Oblivion and this. And uh, like you guys said, it's great to see um, someone kind of tackling it as well as he does. And Emily Blunt, I mean, John Krasinski is very lucky because uh, she's a badass in this movie. I think that anyone who really loved the movie should really – relive the experience, uh, Aaron, I think you'll really appreciate that pun, uh, by uh, reading uh, All You Need Is Kill. And, you know, I just wanted to applaud at the end. There's only five of us in there, but I wanted to clap uh, just because, you know, it's, it's, it's not even two hours and it feels like an epic, uh, you know, and it's just a wonder, wonderful accomplishment on the part of the filmmakers. So, anyway, I just wanted to call in and thank you guys for, uh, for putting up that review because I probably wouldn't have seen it. Um, had you guys not and uh, keep up the good work thanks a lot guys hey thanks for the message Tyler that was actually really really nice I'm glad that you listened to our advice and you thought that we were also correct about Edge of Tomorrow yeah really this is just an advertisement for Edge of Tomorrow where we think you guys should go see it because it's really good and deserves you know making way more at the box office than it is but definitely agree with that said uh, everyone can feel free to leave us a voicemail. Uh, the voicemail line is 972-798-3830. Call in, tell us, you know, they'll be like, it's for HHW LED, so just say you want to talk about it out now and uh, leave a message for us and we'll play it on the show, just like we did just now. So there you go. Yeah. What else? Uh, new commentary coming soon. We recorded a commentary last week and it was a lot of fun uh, with myself, Abe, and friends of the show, Scott Mendelson and Brandon Peters, and uh, that should be probably probably next week, I'd imagine. I'll put that one out there. Dropping soon. That's right. But it's a fun one, as always. And info-packed. Info-packed for sure. Mm -hmm. And lastly, iTunes reviews and ratings. Good to get those. Helps out our show. Helps other people find the show. And just makes us feel good. I think we're at 27. Well, I was got a lot of reviews. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, definitely. I, mean, I, was, definitely I listen to a lot of podcasts, and not all those podcasts have 27 reviews. Just saying. Hashtag. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, you know. Good, good job by you, buddy. Good, good job to the listeners. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's do a little... Uh, so let's get into the show here. Let's do a little know everybody, where each week we ask each other a few questions, try to set the tone for the podcast. We better get to know no everybody. everybody. Let's, uh, I'll start this one off. Um, here's a question for all of you. Have you guys ever built something like yourself? Not necessarily something that had an instruction manual, but like you're like, I'm going to do this thing that's going to help me out in some way, like invented something. What? Have I didn't ever... invent something, but it was just my brother's birthday, and I made him a needlepoint. All right. I bought it. It's a Settlers of Catan inspired needlepoint that I bought off Etsy, and it took me about 15 hours to complete. That should That's be a cool. picture you send to us so we can put it in the show notes for this episode. Well, okay. It looks kind of inappropriate because it says I've got wood, and I didn't realize <laughs> that at the time. You're saying this like, oh, now I'll never put something like that up because that sounds terrible. <laughs> but it says I've got wood for your sheep because you trade in the game. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That, that is actually, yeah, it sounds really, it's really fun. It's really great. That's and like it's, actually, it's actually like a pile of wood and a sheep, and it's all these like different colors, and it took a really long time, and I'm very proud of it. Good. Should be. That is pretty cool. To be yeah. fair, I mean, I don't really actually pay attention to the IKEA instructions. 
I do just build it. Does that count? Fair enough. <laughs> if it works? Yeah, if it works, right? I wish I was like Ron Swanson or Nick Offerman in actually right. building. And you whittled? Yeah. And then he also has that way of deadpanning his talk, like, oh, I just made this, or, yeah. you know. It, it just sounds cooler than it is. Much cooler. David, have you ever built anything? I mean, the immediate thought went straight to Legos, because <laughs> that's all I'm <laughs> doing now. <laughs> that works, that counts. Just mixing around different body parts and making one superhuman. You know what I was trying to do was actually make my own self as a Lego, and just trying to collect little parts that resembled me. But... Now, when you say this, do you mean like a regular like Lego figure, or like you're just like actually like getting a bunch of Lego bricks and trying to make this like full scale version of yourself in Lego form? <laughs> no, far that... more intriguing of the two options that I presented. That would be cooler. And Lego be... superhuman. Yeah, that'd be hilarious if it was like way buffer than me, so it was like idealized me. It's like Dave, uh... David and the real Lego. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be my like profile picture on dating sites. Just, just really dating sites. Like, regular yeah. sites still be just you. <laughs> like, hey, like, okay, David, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, this guy looks amazing. <laughs> you go I'm out. You go out if there was a Lego guy on Tinder, I would probably swipe right. <laughs> <laughs> See? You, you go know, out, and it's like, it's like her, and like Olivia Wilde shows up. It's like, wow, you look just like your profile picture. And she gets in a conversation <laughs> with Legos. And then, but she'll be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, because she does because because your Lego self doesn't want a full relationship. Well, yeah, because I'm not a Lego. She can't just rearrange me. You can't change me, baby. This is the beauty of this segment. This is such a weird thing we're talking about. But it's so deep. It's so deep. Yeah, but your your listeners are like, this guy's really weird, and I, I, I thought we were talk talking about dragons. We're talking about a Lego dating site now. I don't know what's happening. No, but it's I was. I'm really talking about a little tiny minifigure guy, and uh, I'm trying to build that of myself. I like right. that. Yeah, you're gonna you just make your your hands seize forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a cup hand. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Aaron, have you ever built anything? Have I ever built anything? It's funny because I have, but like I'm trying to complete blank of what those things were. Um... Self-esteem. <laughs> yes! I should have said something like that, something intangible. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. You say Legos, and I have built a number of Lego things in my day. Um, that said, um, I, I'm a big fan of, of make of kind of assembling things that are useful to me, like in terms of like shelves or um, seating arrangements. Um, that's a longer story that I could explain, but I'm not going to. Um are we getting old? A little bit. Yes. Is that what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, aren't we playing bridge I later? I made a needle point. Come on, guy. I built IKEA furniture without instructions. That's not. That's and then not David wise. David wants to be a Lego. That's not smart. I'm actually getting younger. You're you're getting younger. <laughs> you win. Benjamin Button, yay. Hey, what's your question? My question is: They have this sheep game in How to Train Your Dragon Two. When you guys were growing up, did you guys have a game that you guys also made up? Um, we had a pretty elaborate rules for a combination of tag and don't touch the uh, the lava. Don't touch the, <laughs> I really don't touch the lava stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm, was pretty elaborate. I'm reminded of a game that my family played at my grandmother's house because it was, I mean, it was a two-story house, but it was, you know, it had a big yard. 
And we would play this game called Alley Alley Over. And you would have different teams on each side, and you would throw the ball over the house. I thought it would be like a child, oh, but I, I like that one better. It's child. so much fun. It's so much fun. And then if you, like, catch the ball, you know, straight off the bat, then you get to run to the other side and try and pelt someone with it, and then <laughs> join your team. It's the best game of all time. Probably. What if the ball's got stuck on the roof? Then you'd say pigtails, and they would re-throw re it. Obviously, Abe. Wow. Yep. It's so elaborate. That's like... down-home country-ish right there. We have a, actually we currently have a game that we play because we do a lot of board game stuff with my friends, um, and we just call it The Game that we made up. But, uh, oh, you just made, made it all up? Yeah, we, and it's, we, it, we, have cool. no, we have no game. We have no name for it besides The Game, so we just call it The Game. And we listen to nothing but 50 Cent while playing it. So. <laughs> nice. Why wouldn't you just listen to The Game? Hey, but that's the stupidest thing you've ever said. Let's move on. <laughs> Leah, did you have any questions? I I did, because everything has changed and I was unaware. Ask ask the best one you had. Okay. My best question is, if you could trade your own mythological creature, what would it be? Just to kick it off, mine would absolutely be Totoro. Yeah. I need a Totoro oh, wow. in my life. Oh, wait. So, like, a mythical creature that has a name already? Well, well does, just well, choose just one. Yeah. Some fictitious creature that you that would be your equivalent of toothless. Would you be like the big one or the little one? The Totoro, big one. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I could, so you could on kill that. us if you just sat on us. <laughs> but you like wouldn't Snorlax. do that. <laughs> like Snorlax. Like Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> they do look very similar now that you bring that up. And they're related. They must be cousins. Though. They're both Japanese. <laughs> Yeah, they're Japanese. Oh, cousins. what do you say, David? All Japanese are alike. <laughs> <laughs> All Japanese mythical furry creatures that are large, and are gray, or something. That's specious. And are animated. Specious. <laughs> That's a good pick. I, I, now that you've thrown in like animation, I, I, I don't know. My brain's going crazy. It's like I'm gonna choose Sack Boy from Little Bleak Planet. Nice. Hmm. <laughs> Just having fun, running around. Seems like my speed. Just jumping. <laughs> my speed? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. I didn't, I didn't think it was that hard of a question. No, Abe just has no active imagination. So I, I think once you, once, you, uh, once you introduce the animated or movie mythical creatures, that just opens the gamut. Yeah. It really <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because Sorry, I, I should have waited. I should have waited. I should have waited. You could always just go with what your gut told you to begin with before having your world blown. A black unicorn. Oh, like, yeah, black unicorn. A black unicorn. How many, how unicorn? many of there? How many of those have you seen? Well, only Not the one many. that Sam Worthington wrote in that bad movie. Sam Worthington had a black unicorn. Yeah. I. There was a pair. Sorry, it was a winged horse. It wasn't a unicorn. Winged. Ah, uh, it wasn't a unicorn. Though. Yeah, we're what when Raph. See, Raph that way, I'd have pack. magic powers, and I'd also be able to hunt at night because I'd be, you know, omnivorous. Good. Because as we know, anyway. black unicorns can hunt at night. That's one of those facts, you know. <laughs> With my laser vision. My predator vision. <laughs> anyway. Alright, so that's how you play. No, no everybody. everybody. Alright, let's, yeah. let's do a little hat now, quickies. Yep. Each week and out now, we talk about one main movie of the week, but we also have other movies that we see during the week. That we have to quickly go down to quickies. Fairback! That was a fast one. Oh. Are you the micro-machine guy? Look at Adam <laughs> Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? 
Yes, I have watched 22 Jump Street, and I will go see The Signal tomorrow. But 22 Jump Street, funny movie. I think that the first one had me laughing a lot harder, probably because of its um, its take on the stupidity of some of these uh, action movies from the 80s and 90s. This one I liked, but I think that people are going to miss out on some of the jokes because they weren't laughing when I was laughing at stuff like something cool when he throws a grenade. Um, it's almost like... And if one theater doesn't laugh at the jokes that Abe laughs at, that means I, everyone else saying, won't yeah. get those jokes. As king ever. of the theater, I, I have to proclaim that the theater was just not that cool. Maybe you just gotta move. I probably do. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good idea. It's like, I, um, this, Abe, this is I, not your town anymore. Abe, you I gotta go find a better you. one. Oh, you do? Yeah, I um I saw 22 Jump Street last night, and I was not huge on it. Like, I laughed. It was consistently entertaining, but I wouldn't say left me thinking, man, that was a really funny movie. Um, it was just a decently funny movie, especially compared to some other comedies that I've seen this summer so far. Um, it's also just felt long. I was like, oh, this is still going, huh? <laughs> oh, no, I, it breezed by for me, but, uh, yeah, I definitely oh, God, feel no. that. Oh, my God. Like you talk about how you talk about how neighbors felt long, even though that's I like felt, yeah, I that's ninety the minutes. Twenty Jump Street's almost two hours. Like wow, this is still going. Like I was never bored. It's like yeah. well, this movie needs to be so long. It's <laughs> still going. Everyone loves Cetates. Yeah. Cetates is good in the movie. He's like he's the best. Part. He's, <laughs> he is very good in the still movie. Still in between the lines and the physical stuff he's doing in that movie. Like Cetates, yeah. <laughs> he's bringing it. Like him and Hill. Watch good. out, Leo. Physical comedy has a new competitor. Him and him and Hill, like they have good chemistry. Like it works. Like Ice Cube's a lot of fun and everything. It's just I, the movie just didn't do much for me the whole time. Yeah, again, some of the themes are uh, already explained in the first one. I'm the angry black captain. It's like, ah, <laughs> uh, oh, Ice Cube. Well, that's the thing. Like it tries to acknowledge that it's a sequel, and it's like, see, look and at they, all the. They jokes. make some funny jokes about sequels. It's but like, it's just oh, it. Why is it the budget increase for no reason? Like, don't worry about it. Like, it, it's there, but at the same time, it's like, well, that just seems like a distraction from the fact that you are a repetitive sequel, <laughs> so. <laughs> Good job acknowledging that? It's funny, though. You should see it. I don't know if you should see it right away. Yeah, it's funny. It's just like, eh. Yeah. It's not as fresh. That's, why I guess, my main takeaway from it. True. Anyway. Uh, David, any other yes. movies you've seen this week? I watched Maleficent. Yeah? Ah. I thought it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, it should be titled Maleficent Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> did you guys see it? Yep, yeah, we, we saw did. it. I was not a fan. Abe liked it more than I did. I liked it a little oh, bit more. I thought it was oh, good. Oh, God. God. Even I if I was. I haven't seen it, but too... I want to be her for Halloween. <laughs> That'd be cool. I want to put that in the show notes, too, during a Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> Where you guys actually dress up for the podcast? I always be, be, I'm dressed cool. up now, by the way. I'm wearing my hiccup costume, but. Uh... It should be like a video <laughs> podcast. <laughs> He dressed up as a guy who just woke up. You just dropped the gauntlet on us. Now we got to record our Halloween episode where we dress up as people. I was the Lone Ranger last Halloween, just so you know. Did you didn't have a Tonto? I did not have a Tonto, so I was uh, the Lone maybe? Ranger. Anyway, that movie you were talking about. <laughs> but continue, continue. Yeah, no, you. You, no, no, you were, other, you were other, talking other about Levison. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, it just, uh, gosh, there's just so many things that just don't make sense in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. And, uh, you know, and it just kind of has that awful CG look that Snow White and the Huntsman had. And uh, I understand this is the first time director that had a background in, like, you know, art design or visual effects and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just it doesn't have a cohesive storyline where 
you know, the whole scene where she curses the baby that's all over the trailers. Mm-hmm. It's it's something. It's the one thing that was kind of copied from the original cartoon, but in this particular movie. It's very out of character for her because she's never like this. She's never as theatrical as she is in this moment. It's funny, she, yeah, that's true. And so it just it just seemed it doesn't fit in this movie. And and it's it, what what I found funny is that she doesn't have these powers like she did in the cartoon where she could appear or disappear or vanish. She has to walk everywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Aaron and I so, bring that up in, in a lot of times. Too. Yeah, so it, they, they cut around it, but she just <laughs> strolls into the castle, a guarded castle, you know, and, like, I guess she has to make everybody fall asleep or something. But... <laughs> like, I talked about this last week where, like, the end of the movie, she's, like, sneaking into the castle, and her plan is to, like, put knock a conscious some guy, make him float around, distract yeah. a guard with him so then she can knock him out with her, with her like, stick. Because, like, that was the best way you could get into the castle? Like, you're an all <laughs> Sorceress. Like, what's your skill here? Yeah, <laughs> and just put the entire castle to sleep. Your D and D magic level is like a three right now. Like, what's happening here? Yeah, you know, if she at least put the whole castle to sleep, it would be more like the you know nods to the original cartoon a little bit. But yeah, it was just kind of like I mean, scratch my head the whole time, and that was, and it was just kind of boring overall. Yeah, that's. All the thing, all the things you just said are exactly my thoughts on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm very glad. Uh, Leah, anything you've seen this week? No, I've just been binge-watching Orange is New Black. Ooh, are you done with it? No, not yet. I got one episode left, but I'm really enjoying Orange is the New Black. Really enjoying it. Season two. Really I continue to, I've continued to call it the uh, my favorite of the kind of Netflix original series that have cropped up complete p- between that and House of Cards and Hemlock Grove and even Arrested Development. I, I Orange is the New Black is the, uh, the one that Dave. I praise the most. So. Yeah. Nice. Um, I did see The Signal, Abe. Ah, I saw that last night as well. After I was like, oh, all right, 22 Jump Street, whatever. Um, I walked into, the, walked into the yeah. I was like, kind of have a good night. <laughs> make it a t- make it a double. Twofer. Uh, I said that out loud. People are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron. Uh, but yeah, I saw the signal. I'm not going to describe the plot too heavily because I walked in knowing absolutely nothing about the movie. Um, but essentially, it involves three people. They get caught up in a thing that they shouldn't be. There's a sci-fi bent to it, and Lawrence Fishburne's around to be like, look how authoritative I could be. And um, I enjoyed it. I think it has some easy flaws to recognize, but I really love the ambition that was on display. I wouldn't say it's up to the same par as something like Moon or District 9, but I do appreciate the attempts made to make a very visually arresting film. The soundtrack's great in it. The, The lead performance is quite strong. And there's some really neat developments that maybe go a couple steps too far by by the time all said is done, but it's still very worth seeing because it's an original sci-fi movie that's different than a lot of other things I've seen recently. So that's yeah, first that's, time director and uh, independent film here. Yeah, so that's the uh, that's the signal, which is in limited release now. I was very surprised that it was playing at the giant multiplex that I went and saw 22 Jump Street. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> but, uh, that's playing at a lot of big theaters around my area too. Yeah, someone's doing something right because that movie's getting yeah. it's getting some spread. Um, all right, so that's uh, no, quickies. Yep. Let's move on now. Let's get to our movie trailer talk where we talk about a trailer that came out this week and uh, what we thought of it when it's coming out, what have you. And with that, let's talk about the new trailer for Dumb and Dumber 2. Uh, this is, of course, the 20-year-in-the-making sequel <laughs> to Dumb and Dumber. Um, we, the less said about Dumb and Dumber, uh, the better, but no one involved in the original film or this film was involved in that film, so don't worry about it. This one reunites Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, and they're up to dumb things and possibly dumber things once again. Abe, what did you? Th- are you a fan of Dumb and Dumber? And what do you think of this trailer? 
huge fan of Dumb and Dumber. I mean, I remember that came out during the, the prime years of my tweenhood, and I, I love Jim Carrey. Uh, ever since his days back in, in Living Color, you know, I was looking um, at I was looking at his filmography. Ninety four was freaking huge for Jay. That was that was Dumb and Dumber. It was Ace Ventura in February, Ace Ventura. The Mask yeah. in June, and then Dumb and Dumber in December. That guy was killed. Wow. That's why he got yeah. twenty million for Cable Guy because he made three wow. like, three big movies the year before. They were yeah. I mean, we used to we used to after class we asked the teacher if we could just reenact scenes from Ace Ventura. It's probably like fourth grade. <laughs> like those yeah. those three, and then um. Then when nature calls in Batman Forever, the the year following, that's why he was a huge movie star. Like he was everywhere. Yeah. With, you know, like between like between like ninety three and like ninety nine, he was like in everything. I was so happy for him because again, in Living Color, he was great. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I loved Living Color. That's where I knew him from. So. Yeah. Uh, but no, this trailer looks funny enough. I'm glad that they have this joke about their age right from the beginning because they do look rather old uh, on the yeah. screen. Yeah. <laughs> See a lot of the wrinkles and a lot of the uh, the crow's feet around the eyes, but definitely um, I'm I'm kind of excited to see it. But at the same time, I hope that it just doesn't go ridiculous sequel. Uh, it kind of goes like it'll maybe it hints at a, a more serious story. Uh, because but that's what Dumb and Dumber Two means. That's exactly correct. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. It's like it's like a signal to Hollywood saying like, you know, these are funny and good ideas, but you know, it's we're too old for this. Even though we're idiots, we should learn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leah? Eh. I mean, I like Dumb and Dumber. I'm not, like, a crazy comedy person to begin with. So I probably won't see it in theaters. I mean, it's, it's a little too, like, slapstick, dirty humor for me. Um, There'll probably be some good jokes, but, like, the ones in the trailer haven't got me entirely sold. David? I laughed my ass off, and I watched it three times in a row. I thought it was freaking hilarious. Uh, but I, I love the original Dumb and Dumber, too. Uh, I mean, Dumb and Dumber, not too... Anyway. Not, not, the, not, the, 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 not the French Dumb and Dumber, too, that this was based on. <laughs> but yeah, I remember seeing it the original in the theater and actually walking out kind of like, well, that was kind of dumb but then the more i thought about it the better it was because it was so dumb and but it was smart dumb and uh i think this uh the way they address the the absence of what they've been doing this whole time is pretty hilarious and uh in a very it's just that it's pretty smart and i i don't know i'm really looking forward to it yeah i i laughed a couple times but it didn't do much for me um i like dumb and dumber the original movie it's not my favorite fairly brothers movie um i well and not even my favorite of their 90s movies which is probably their best streak of movies because i like kingpin and there's something about mary a lot more but um i've seen dumb and dumber plenty of times to like know it well enough and appreciate it and this one is like yeah, all right there's like they're back i i don't know if i needed the sequel for this but many would say the same about anchorman too and that's a movie i really enjoyed so i like to give the benefit of the doubt and think that oh really well at least they'll probably yeah same make it work but at the same time not like jumping out of my seat thing and man they finally made a sequel to dumb and dumber but uh this trailer's it's really dirty at the end by the way too like i was I'm surprised i was because uh, i saw it online i saw the trailer online it's like all right well that's like that has to be like the online version of the trailer then i saw the same trailer in theaters like wow they got away with like a pretty dirty joke at the end <laughs> yeah is that her butt or something else where that his hand is going? <laughs> um but the whole the dust thing that just 
that yeah. had me rolling because that's a joke that we all make <laughs> about old people, but nobody's ever really done it on film. Yeah, so. we're all making that joke, aren't we? That's yeah. Just always say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> just it's just dust down there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Dumb and Dumber two opens just in time for Thanksgiving. That's November fourteenth. So be ready to you know have your stuffing and eat it too. Yeah, yeah I went there. Um, let's let's uh let's move on now. Let's get to our main film review for How to Drain Your Dragon, two. Something is coming. Something you've never faced before. The dragons are mine now. Protect our people. It's your destiny. What you're searching for is in here. Come on, this is very dangerous. Are you kidding me? Come on, Toothless! Yeah, baby! Dragons and Vikings! Enemies again! Oh. That should have been some of the trailer for How to Train Your Dragon 2. The first film was a sleeper hit and a critical and fan favorite as far as DreamWorks animated features go. Uh, the sequel takes place five years later and features Hiccup and Toothless encountering all new environments and characters that really challenge the way of life for dragons at Burke, who have since become imported into that Viking society. Uh, still, Hiccup is determined as always and will do what is likely best as he does have leadership in his blood. David, yeah, what did you think of the first How to Train Your Dragon, and were you happy getting back on this flying saddle? I think uh, the first How to Train Your Dragon was really good, and it was, at the time, one of the the best two movies that DreamWorks has produced, along with Kung Fu Panda. And uh, I thought it was really great, you know? Um, at, at the first time, it was just kind of like, I, I saw the similarities between Lilo and Stitch, and I kind of throw back to Rescuers Down Under a little bit, but then, you know, I kind of just had to look at it as a father-son tale and also, you know, dragons. And it was, yeah, I really liked it. The sequel to this movie, I liked it. It was very entertaining from start to finish, but I feel like it's a little, um, maybe not as well directed. I think it was, it it got to a point where it was confused whether it should, where it should stop or keep going. And it almost felt like they just like kind of added on the the ending or something like that. And, And it kind of kind of ruined the flow for me, actually. But uh, it, it got kind of dark, and then we it wanted us to uh, to pick it right up. But uh, yeah, so um, but it's still a really entertaining movie, and the score yeah. by John Powell is great, and uh, I think it's definitely worth watching. Leah, same question I... about the first film. <laughs> yeah, I love the first one. Um, it. It kind of it made me feel the same way that uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs did, in that it was the first like animated film I'd seen in a while that really got me excited. Um, and I don't know, I I really 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 enjoyed the second one. I would almost say that I enjoyed it more than the first. Dare I say it? Um, I think what really made it for me is. You know, it's a similar thing to Lilo and Stitch, where you're you're watching the scene take place and you're watching the characters interact, and there's so much going on behind them, like just adding the elements of the dragons interacting together, 
like there was a scene in the very beginning where you know uh uh hiccup and astrid were were just speaking and then their respective dragons were just playing with a stick in the back where have you been avoiding my dad oh no what happened now oh you're gonna you're gonna love this i wake up the sun shining terrible terrors are singing on the rooftop I saunter down to breakfast, thinking all is right with the world, and I get... Son, we need to talk. Not now, Dad. I got a whole day of goofing off to get started. What? <laughs> but, you know, you're watching them talk, and you're trying to pay attention, and then there's this whole adorable interaction in the background that just adds this element of charm um, to the film that I really enjoyed. And, I don't know, I admittedly cried about three times, maybe, maybe more. <laughs> But I saw it in 3D last night, and while I don't think that added a crazy, insane element to it, um, it was definitely worth seeing in 3D. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I'm so enchanted by it, and I, if someone wanted to go see it again, I definitely would. Abe? Uh, about the first one, I think it's one of the best animated movies ever made, primarily because of the the tone that it takes toward the end of the film. Um, I I didn't read any of the source material, any like those children's books or young adult. I don't know which section it is in Barnes and Nobles, but it was just great. I loved how they took that chance, and that's probably why I like films such as Paranorman and um, a lot of stuff from Leica, where they deal with these uh, serious issues for uh, younger audiences in, in general. Um, the second one I enjoyed immensely as well. I think I think that it was the animation. Like they had me at the second flight sequence where Hiccup and uh, and uh, Toothless are just flying by themselves, just like checking out the the sea and exploring. Because that animation looks fantastic. I just want to add real quick: they developed new animation software for this movie that makes wow. it literally look. It's I mean, it's about as yeah. good as animated films can get. <laughs> yeah, like the leather on Toothless and the leather on Hiccup's uniform look fantastic. The water. I'm a huge fan of like water graphics. I agree. So, yes. Yeah, when they first showed that water, like the water just crushing uh, right in the beginning, opening sequence, I was like, this looks amazing. Um, but the emotional beats hit too. I do see what David was saying, though, about um, it's kind of about two thirds of the way through before the third act, where it's kind of. Um, two thirds really of the way sure. through before the third act. That's a good, yeah, that's a good yeah. <laughs> place to be. <laughs> I guess that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> 66%.6. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it, it did. It, I did notice that whole entire notion of, well, I mean, do we continue with this or do we go about with um, a more humanizing storyline? And uh, I kind of forgive it because it's it's a it's a movie for, for all audiences. But um, yeah, for the most part, I thought it was very enjoyable. I thought that the the uh, the storyline again was very good. Um, it did have some similarities between some stuff we'll get to in callback, but. Uh, the animation overall was great. I did enjoy the score as well. Yeah, I'm in the rare camp that I just didn't love How to Train Your Dragon as much as everybody else did. Um, I've said this before, but I think it's I think it's fine. It's a good movie. It's well animated. I like the story. I like the kind of emotional beats it takes because it does take some risks that I enjoyed and I haven't you know seen very often in other kind of large scale animated efforts. Um, but I, I I mean even as far as DreamWorks goes, I liked Kung, Kung, the Kung Fu Panda movies more than How to Train Your Dragon, as well as like the first Shrek. Uh, this sequel I loved. I love this movie a ton. I I'm, I think I'm just by saying that I think I'm downplaying how much I love How to Train Your Dragon too. I think this movie is utterly fantastic, the best movie of the summer so far, and will be tough to beat. Um, 
I think everything about it just comes together well. The thing I enjoy a lot about animated sequels in general is that they kind of explore, expand upon the world. And um, a key example would be the one that many people don't even like, but Abe and I seem to, and Leah didn't see on her first episode of this podcast that she was on, uh, Cars 2, um, <laughs> where Abe and I appreciated that movie, I think, because of how like deeper the world got, the world of Cars got, which is not one that you'd yeah. expect to be deeper, but it's like, well, they actually did something that was kind of interesting. That said... That movie's nothing compared to How to Train Your Dragon 2. I think this movie is just, <laughs> just amazing. I mean, the, the animation's spectacular. I think the 3D is pretty fan. Like, between this and the first How to Train Your Dragon, these are the movies that get 3D right beyond some so, some live-action efforts like Avatar and Hugo, which Abe and I have talked about plenty of times. Um, but I think there's a lot of fun here. I think the story is incredibly well-developed, and the emotional beats play really well. I think it does have a great balance between having that kind of fun, adventurous spirit and having the core dramatic beats. I think the entire voice cast is just bringing their A-game here, especially the new members, um, who I'm not going to talk about, I guess, in complete detail. But I think Kate Blanchett is fantastic in the role I think it's actually carte blanche. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, can I, can I stop you right there? This is one thing that did kind of uh, annoy me was that I the trailers kind of just gave that away. And while I was watching the movie... We're supposed to be in complete suspense on who this new character is, and I just knew the whole time. I kind of wish they didn't give that to us in, in the commercials. I, I remember that's something that Aaron and I talked about, I think, during the second trailer, and I, I honestly forgot about it until I saw this movie. I um, I specifically said during the trailer, I said during the prep of that show that yep. you shouldn't watch, don't watch the full trailer if you don't want to be spoiled, because I'm aware that there's a spoiler about a minute in <laughs> that I've avoided, and I had avoided until I actually saw the movie, so I was very and happy. I think that I, I listened to your advice and I didn't watch it. Maybe that's why I don't remember the trailer. That might be it. Yeah. Probably so. I mean, regardless, it's a, it's a small beat compared to the movie as a whole that I just really loved. I was yeah. just super engrossed by this movie the whole way through, and I was surprised. Like, I was happy, like, I'm fine seeing a sequel to How to Train Your Dragon. I think it's a good movie. But at the same time, I wasn't like, man, that was one of my favorite animated movies. Can't wait to, like, I, that wasn't me. And so I'm watching this movie. It's like, this is just, I was just stunned by how taken aback I was by it. It was, yeah. just worked for me all the way through. The score by John Powell is fantastic, by the way. I love really it. Really good. Really, really good. Immediately about the one, it was finally available. I had to wait till this week. I saw the movie like two weeks ago. But uh, <laughs> I had to wait until I get the score. <laughs> I was so excited to get the score. <laughs> it, it is rare that the soundtrack gets released after the movie comes out. Well, it, can, uh, it came out this week, and the movie came out. Uh, on the CD is uh, June seventeenth. It says. Oh, the C. Oh, I well, I, I have it on iTunes. It's, it's already out. Digital copies. Ah, uh, it was ten bucks. Yeah. The other thing I liked about it is the um, the range of dragons that they show, and especially when they show like these alphas. I was like, <gasps> this the is alphas amazing. Were I love incredible. Yeah, and I love the uh, the way that they juxtapose. You know how how small Hiccup and uh, other dragons were compared to this alpha and is. It was amazing. It reminded me a lot of uh, Avatar and the Lion Turtle. Um, but for the most part, I, I, I dug the imagination. I dug the uh, the battle sequences, like what Leo was saying. Like even when Hiccup and what you call it are, are Hiccup? the main, yeah, the main, uh, uh, no, 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 the the main uh, antagonist. Oh, yeah, uh, Drago. Drago, yeah. yeah. Blood. <laughs> you know, you know, he hates dragons. He changed his name to have just one less letter than dragon. <laughs> But you know, they're having like this uh, this dialogue, and in the background you can see the dragons flying. You can see like one of the alphas kind of going after some other folks. It's, it's very well done. It's very well thought out. It, it's like yeah, there's dragons everywhere in this movie. It's like it's like it looks so good, and it's like it it, it doesn't feel distracting. It just feels like yeah, this is like a world. 
This is like it's something that I acknowledge like when um when I rewatch movies like um Toy Story or A Bug's Life and you see like it's early Pixar and you can notice like there's not much happening in the in the background. It's right. just all foreground stuff and like but now you watch something like Monsters University where like as opposed to like Monsters Inc. There's just exactly. like there's like a bunch of monsters walking, like, oh that's neat. Monsters University, there's monsters everywhere, like doing stuff all over the place. Like it's just a it comes with the territory when you're developing animated movies and obviously the technology expands. But getting to see that in action, it really does help to expand the world. It really fills out things and makes things feel more natural to, as far as they can be in a cartoon world about dragons and stuff. I mean, it it feels like it's just this like this place that people actually inhabit, and I just really love that. I love seeing that spectacle. I love how personable the dragons are, too. Because, I mean, Toothless is like a big winged meow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so great. It is so great. I love it. And the the new the new um, dragon that gets introduced that's the new character's token dragon. It's like an owl, and it acts like an owl, and it looks like an owl. It's just crazy to me that they that it's so well thought out, and and they capture these personalities. The new one reminded me of a Muppet. I can see that a bit. Yeah. Yeah, the eyes and the way the mouth was. Anyway, like a Muppet monster. <laughs> And if you're not a big fan of regurgitation, don't watch this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God, I just remembered that. <laughs> oh, where's my fish? That was the first movie, though. too. That was really oh, sweet. did they do that in the first one? Yeah, yeah that's how it makes, yeah, makes Hiccup eat it. Toothless did it. It's, for like, who, it's worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like worse than the first of this movie. Uh, it's like humans eating it, as opposed to just another dragon. Like dragons, like yeah, that's what we do. We eat stuff. Like whatever. <laughs> well, it was definitely more in the second one. Well, yeah, it's a sequel, bigger, better, <laughs> bigger, <laughs> bigger budget for no real reason. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragon to more regurgitation. <laughs> praise, 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 praise. I would, I mean, I would disagree with David. I don't think the direction's un, unassured. I, I think there's. An exact logic to what they're doing here. I don't. I never felt um, like I never felt any imbalance of what was going on. No, you know, I totally. I mean, I don't know how much we're supposed to spoil here, but uh, it kind of felt like it could have been an Empire Strikes Back ish kind of way to go. And I know that there's a third one coming, and mm-hmm. I, I wasn't sure how much of this second one would lead into the third, or if that was even something that they were going to do. But uh, it definitely felt like a good place to kind of just stop, and. And reflect, but uh, you know, and then the, there's just like we're supposed to, you know, they just it felt like the, they tacked on more story. Just I to... see. Okay, now I see where you're going with that. And I mean, I when it comes to these kind of movies where there's an obvious kind of, kind of franchise, but I mean, at this point, there's already been a you know a 40 episode TV series and a third sequel planned and whatnot, like it's happening. But I, I could rest. Not that I don't dislike when movies kind of leave you with a hang with hanging or like a cliffhanger or whatnot, but I can respect a movie that tries to tell you know a very a standalone story that still fits into a greater piece of the puzzle. And right. I, I, I feel like it was able to do that. I feel like yeah. I wasn't sure if the I wasn't sure if the alphas were was going to be like a bigger thing in the third movie. Is what I mean. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see. I guess. Well, I guess not. Not anymore. <laughs> well, it depends. We don't. We don't. There certain, could be. Yeah, the way certain that. things leave off are not. They're not close ended. I mean, they there's a there's a conclusion to this film. Yeah, it, it wraps itself up so you can take it as a standalone. But at the same time, I think there are things that suggest where a third movie could go if it doesn't just introduce new characters again. Right. I did uh, again. I did like it. I just uh, after, I rewatched the first movie again after this, and 
I did that. That is a more perfect movie to me. But uh, How to Train Your Dragon Two was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, and I guess one of the last things I'll say is is uh, I enjoyed that they didn't keep the characters the same age. Um, that's something you don't really see in in uh, yeah. animated films, except for yeah, maybe Toy Story Three. Yeah, Toy Story two and three. But, but I mean, it lends itself to those movies because they're toys. And I mean, but I know what you're saying. Well, I mean, like Andy, I mean, I mean, Andy's growing up, and, and no, so no, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, the backgrounds, like they're they're not main characters compared to right. the toys that don't age. Yeah. But I mean, even even then, most of these movies are you know animals or something where you don't really right. yeah. see an, a, a parent age. Right. I mean, like that's one of the things that again I appreciate them taking that on, and maybe it's just the way that the storyline goes and. That that can be said for a lot of the other movies that are made from uh, adapted by books, but I I liked what Jim Works is doing here. I think that a lot of it lends to uh, making this movie five years later was easier to just say like, okay, this world that they're living in, Burke, is going to be completely filled with dragons, and it's all you know it works. And putting it five years later from the first movie will kind of help believe that help us believe that for sure very true and then just looking i mean getting back to like the franchise i mean you've been watching you've watched this character and you've seen like presumably super fans have seen you know the tv series and whatnot so it it's i the fans that have been watching the series have also grown up in the same way that these characters have grown up so something the same as like um avatar going on to the legend of korra like you have right the fans that were already fans grow up and so of the characters that they've been a fan of to begin with, like it's that's a that's a good place to go. I think I think it really fits for what's being accomplished and letting you allowing you to kind of be continue to be in on this world, given that they're human characters that are more relatable than say fish or you know toys or robots. Like mm-hmm. it's it's neat. It's a, and I like the look of all of them. And like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're and I like I like that Hiccup is growing up to have a big beard like his dad. I like that. That's <laughs> that's what that's going about. <laughs> that, that, that's the other thing I like is that in terms of the tone of the film, it's it's also appropriate in terms of it matches the characters' ages, and you know, on screen you don't really see them doing ridiculous teenage things. Like Hiccup is conflicted by decisions he has to make about his entire life, and. But the he guys have a crush has... on the girl, and the girl has a crush on the new character. Yeah, I mean that whole dynamic and adding that aspect to it, and making, you know, making sure that the the viewer is aware that they're growing up and that they're developing crushes and growing facial hair. It it's it adds to it. That was all really funny jokes, yeah, too. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. All, all that stuff's really funny without feeling labored. It doesn't feel like it's taking too much time or t- distracting you. It just feels like this is like just funny stuff happening also in this movie that has serious stakes in it. I mean, things happen, guys, in this movie. <laughs> it's why yeah. Leah's crying. That's why she's still crying right now. She's holding it back. But, I mean, she's holding it back. There's stuff that goes I down. Need to, this I need to teach you. And I talked about this last week because I saw The Fault in Our Stars and I didn't cry at all. But I watched Rocket no. Dragon. It's like, man, there's some stuff here that's getting me close. <laughs> this is rough. Like one thing, like there's like one thing that I was like, wow, I did not expect it to go there. <laughs> but, yeah, I haven't talked about the the worlds are so cool in this movie. I love this oh, the, yeah. the the ice world that's presented, the, the whole dragon world, and even the evolution of Burke and how you have the, that dragon race game that looked super fun and super dangerous, like pod racing. <laughs> Yeah, how did those sheep not get obliterated? Oh, like, crushed by each sheep yeah. that falls on top of them. <laughs> but like, it is, it's funny, though. It's really funny. The sheep and Burke have bones like John Carter does at Mars. They're a little, they're a little uh, more pliable. They're like stoner sheep anyway. You look at them, and they just got this dazed look on their face, and they're just grazing on 
fictitious grass. They're like the sheep that Seth MacFarlane has in A Million Ways to Die in the West. They don't shear them often, so they just kind of bounce. <laughs> exactly. They're like the, the sheep from that Silicon Valley game. <laughs> you ever play that? Yes, I know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. There's a cut. That's a like the sheep from Wallace and Gromit. There you go. <laughs> there. there it is. Except for Sean. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's great. Oh, we know. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I say something about this movie and the? No, we're moving happened? on. Anyway, let's talk. No. What do you want to say? <laughs> this, uh, this happened. This happened in the first movie, and they ended the title with uh, the the title of the movie came at the very end. Yeah. And this is kind of a pet peeve of mine, unless you're Christopher Nolan, that uh, because there's no special title to this, it's just like. They're just withholding it until the very end, and it's just like How to Train Your Dragon 2, and I didn't feel like it was necessary, and it was just kind of like, well, why it's a title. Just start the movie, and uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? It doesn't bug me, ever. I don't walk into yeah, things yeah. blind. I, actually... I, don't, I, don't, I don't not know what I'm going to see, so I don't really like, oh, thanks. Right. Well, I don't know. I, I enjoy when they get to the movie, too, and I actually don't really like the distractions of all the, the names coming up on the screen. Unless it's, like, very short. Or very fun. The first time I ever, ever really noticed it, by the way, Mummy Returns. Mummy Returns does not have its title to the end. And then Stephen Summers, like, kept doing that, like, throughout his, for, like, um, Van Helsing. <laughs> and, uh, even... <laughs> I don't know, I guess... Van Helsing. It's not a thing that, I mean, bugs me. Like, it's not, like... Again, I guess... Well, yeah, I guess what, I, what I'm like, I'm thinking of times when I was a, a kid watching TV and the, a random movie comes on, and I'm just kind of applying that old childhood to now, which I guess doesn't exist. And David, uh, if you're David. just watching something random, history lesson: newspapers had things called TV guides. <laughs> you and know, then you would just you pop it open. You'd be like, "Oh, it's twelve o'clock. The afternoon movie is Stand by Me." Sometimes you don't start. have that. Sometimes I can, I, I, just watch it I can see where you're going, yeah. and I do find it interesting that animated movies do this, uh, or have done, or are doing this now, uh, where you don't have the title to the end because it's like, well, because it makes nice sense to, in the it, Batman movie, the Dark Knight. It, it makes sense in like movies about like heroes and people like earning their title or whatnot, or even you know feeling a moment of triumph because you've got to this point. It's like, yeah, Batman begins, like that kind right. of thing. And and John Carter of Mars, the, the that title showed up at the very end. And but they started with John Carter and then it became John Carter of Mars. Yeah. And uh, but this movie oh. just like you know it's How yeah. to Train Your yeah. Dragon two. There's nothing special about it. Uh, I didn't yeah, there's like nothing it. special about holding off from having a title. And even at the same time, I love having a good title sequence. So it's like uh, yeah, they could have done some like kind of you know creative. Let's have some like cool artistic panels to recap the first film as we introduce this new film, that kind of thing. You know. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't think this title is different enough that it, you know, if we just start yeah, it's not like with... it's not like it's called How to Train Your Dragon: The Rise of Drago or something like that. Like, it's, yeah, it's... yeah, it's just two, <laughs> it's just the number two. And and if you watch the first one again, it it almost seems really awkward when the title finally does show up. <laughs> and uh, but uh, anyway, I digress. I see where you're coming from. All right. With all that said, let's uh, get to our uh, let's get to our rating for the film. Um, we uh, we're now asking Leah. We don't have a rate. We don't have a scale anymore. We're just asking people what, what when people see this movie. Right meow. Right meow. <laughs> right meow. Yeah, that's what I heard too. <laughs> right meow. Are you saying meow? <laughs> Sir, I do I look like a cat? Meow? <laughs> By drinking milk from a saucer. <laughs> 
<laughs> with your tongue, just little, just lap, 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 lap. Or do you see me eating mice? We can continue to rate the movie or we continue to quote Super Troopers. Which, which one I are we did. doing? <laughs> we could quote Super Troopers all day, Aaron. Okay. Uh, David? <laughs> I, uh, if you like the first one, go see the second one. Abe? Yeah, I'd see it now. I'd see it in theaters. I don't. I didn't watch it in 3D, but I, I, if it was in IMAX, I would say go check it out in IMAX. I'd completely go see it in the biggest biggest theater you can. See it in 3D. It's so much fun. Best movie of the summer next to Edge of Tomorrow. Go see it. <laughs> no, How to Change Your Dragon's better. Um, but yeah, just lots of fun. Go see it. Cool. All right. Let's move on now. Let's get to our movie Callback. Callback, callback, callback. Callback. Thanks, guys. Uh, where we uh, discuss a few movies that we might have thought of during or after said movie. Uh, with that in mind, let's start with Leah. Any uh, movies coming to mind? Uh, the obvious, How to Train Your Dragon. Never heard of it. Uh, Lilo and Stitch, I, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorites, and I, I had a lot of feels from that, similarly. And also, uh, like I said, Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs. David? Uh, let me think some more. Abe? Uh, definitely Avatar James Cameron, Avatar Nickelodeon, um, and How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, I have uh, Kung Fu Panda 2, Cars 2, which I mentioned, uh, Empire Strikes Back, The Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahuru. 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 I, I said that all off memory. I don't even have the whole title <laughs> written down somewhere. <laughs> it's, now, it's now ingrained in my own memory, too. That's right. The Legends of Gahuru. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like Empire Strikes Back, like I mentioned earlier, and a little bit of Iron Giant in there, you know, with the uh, yeah, him getting getting angry at Toothless for something. Yeah, did. first time around, I thought like for the first film, I thought Iron Giant too has that kind of boy and his blank relationship that works. Yeah, hmm. like that boy and his blank. Yeah, that's a blanket. No, so, it sounds <laughs> like it's uh, yeah. upsetting. Burrito. What you're saying burrito. No, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Various movies with their boy and their whatever, boy and their alien, like E.T., boy and their robot, like Transformers, first one, whatever. Boy and their dragon. No, 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 um, So, yeah, cool. That was callbacks. Callback, callback. Let's get to our sponsor now. It's Audible. Audible.com sponsors our show every week. You can get a free audiobook. Download at audibletrial.com. a podcast. There are plenty of titles to choose from. Um, and for the listeners about now, Theron Nave, we're offering a free audiobook download, a free 30-day trial to go with it, give you the chance to check out their service. Abe, do you have a book to recommend? I definitely do. If you like How to Train Your Dragon, there's the entire series, maybe maybe not the entire, but a lot of the series on uh, Audible.com, such as How to Train Your Dragon by Chrisetta Cowell, narrated by Doctor Who, David Tennant. Ooh. What? What? Yeah. Indeed. I think a lot of them are narrated by David Tennant. Because he's half-dragon. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen his scaly side on his ear? Made that up. It's not true. Um, anyway, you could download that or any of the other books in that series or any other book in general if you go to audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. That's audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Get a free book. Download it. Check out the service. If you don't like the service, you can get rid of it. But you get to keep the book that you downloaded for free to begin with. Everyone's a win. So be a winner. Read or listen. Audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. TM. Thank you. Let's uh, let's move on now. Let's get to our feedback section. Out now, feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. <laughs> Thanks. 
We got uh, we got plenty of questions here each week on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. We ask the listeners various questions. They send us fun answers that we're going to read and respond to right now. So here we go. Favorite movie inventor. Mike has Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Mark Verhoeven, in front of the show, says Mike stole my answer, so I'll go with Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein, sorry. Um, Tyler has the Lumiere brothers. That's a fun joke. Um, Kyle has Caractus Potts. These, some of these accounts are deep. I'm not even going to explain those because that one's pretty funny. <laughs> um, Scott Mendelson, friend of the show, has Thomas Edison. Um, Tammy has Newton Crosby from Short Circuit. Number five is alive! <laughs> and Jason has Zephram Cochrane. That's a good one, too. Okay. Uh, next question I'm not, we have a, I'm not even a huge Star Trek fan, but it's like, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good poll. Yeah. Next question we have is, favorite fictional movie village? Uh, Shalem writes, The Shire, of course. Mike Jones has The Village. Matthew has The One Where Willow Lives. Uh, yeah, that, that forest. I, I don't even know what that was called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, I'm not really sure, but yeah. He, he's ha- Halfling Village. It's like El- Elwynville or something. <laughs> and lastly, George has The Model Village from Hot Fuzz. That's a great answer. <laughs> that is a really funny the Model answer. Village. F off to The Model Village. <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite movie, Village? Probably be Burke. I don't know, riding dragons. Like that sounds awesome. Like I mean, yeah, dragons. you got like you got like coastal property. I'm trying to think of a village with just you know like an older time. So like I, I think of I immediately think of Beauty and the Beast when I think of a village, but I don't think I want to live there. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, nobody wants that ever. No, no, I definitely don't want to live Lake Town. That place sucks. <laughs> what about Bricksburg? Ooh. <laughs> that's not a vi- that's not a village though. It's not really a village. I don't know, man. All right. But my favorite adventure is Flint Lockwood. Flint Lockwood. Record. <laughs> not not, <laughs> not data from the Goonies. No one said data. No one said I data. Said, I don't I know if he's really an inventor. He did. What are you talking yeah, about? He, he's he's an an like the Abe, shut your pie hole, Abe. Pulling <laughs> <laughs> us inventor. back. You're embarrassing us. He has slick shoes. <laughs> Slick shoes! He's, he's a better inventor than his dad. Cause his We're dad talking about the dad's invention work. He had one thing to do, pop out a camera, and he did. No, and then all the film comes out of it. Oh, yeah. that wouldn't happen now. <laughs> That's sabotage. <laughs> but uh, did anybody say Q from uh, James Bond? I, yeah, no one did, but just because Q doesn't actually. He takes credit for all his scientist work. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fine. How to disrespect the dead by making bad Q jokes. <laughs> what about Anakin Skywalker? <laughs> he didn't invent nothing. Pod racing, bro. He just built a thing that already exists. That's, That's true. He, he does build his own things. <laughs> he took scraps from other people's superior machines and made his own C3PO yeah. machine. If he was on this podcast, he would say, I built my own C3PO droid. See, yeah, yeah the droids already – There's a. have seen other protocol droids. Remember, remember Bespin in Cloud City? There's that yeah. other one that's silver. All right. That one's probably more efficient. You're right. You're right. Probably not as annoying as C3PO. He has such a softer voice. This is why I rant about Anakin Skywalker inventing <laughs> things, apparently. <laughs> um, move on. Wow get to who's the best dragon ever james has blues Re- bruce leroy which maybe you'll have so much <laughs> you'll have to bruce leroy yeah. uh mark mark Halbin has um falcor duh uh tyler has blue eyes white dragon <laughs> joshua has spyro from the video games and bruce lee comes in second place <laughs> and uh philip has i'm pretty sure bruce lee could take down spyro so i'm going with him too <laughs> a lot of love for bruce lee great dragon jokes here i like that you know what it's not it's not sean connery and Dragonheart. god that dragon. no nobody said that draco the dra- that is, is that really what his name is his name is draco yeah. okay dragon names aren't all that imaginative yeah i'm a dragon yeah 
I am the last one. That's my drink. <laughs> now you gotta say you're the man now, dog. You're the, the man, man now, dog. dog. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> man, David and I are just gonna have competing Sean Connerys. I think I we did this last time for Lone Ranger too. We had competing like impressions. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had high host silvers. Game high host silvers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. That was great. All right. Next question is favorite movie character lacking all four limbs. Scott writes the Black Knight in Monday Python and the Holy Grail. Perfect yep. answer. Yes. Uh, Eric writes Weibo. Joshua writes the thing from Tokyo Gore Police. That's a for people that know Tokyo Gore Police. That's a great answer. <laughs> Uh, friend of the show, Jose, writes, uh, Robert the Tire. And then uh, Jim Dietz writes, Boxing Helena? Johnny, get your gun? Uh, Tyler writes, The Black White Dude from Freaks? Um, and Mike writes, The Blob. That's a fun... That, that's a... <laughs> The Blob. That's outside. Yeah. Something I did not talk about uh, for How to Train the Dragon. I'm sorry to delay it from out now, out now feedback. Let's just put this into parentheses. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hiccup's handicap and how that's incorporated into this. Hiccup being an inventor. And I didn't mention this at all, actually. I'm not even going to spoil what he invents. But he pulls out a thing early on in this movie. I'm like, my God, that's amazing. He's a Jedi now. Like, that's how cruel Hiccup is. <laughs> I was so, like, just stunned by how amazing I thought that was. It was the coolest little development. And yeah, you could say that, you know, he built a dragon trapper. He built a dragon movie. trapper, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but he just, I like, love- he has all these little, like, the way, I love his character. I really love the Hiccup character. The way he kind of he invents things and builds stuff. It's just awesome. And then seeing how he incorporates that to his own handicap and how that kind of plays and how it brings him closer to being with, with his dragon, like how he and Toothless bond because they're both, you know, one-legged brothers to an extent. Like, it's neat. It's also great seeing it with little kids because they, like, gasp <laughs> at things and it's just the cutest thing ever. Like, when he when he first pulls out his, his new little... Gizmo. Gizmo. Thingamabob. The little kid behind me was just like, <gasps> I was like that. I it sat was in the theater. <laughs> that was, that was, was my kid behind you. <laughs> it was it was such a like because I I don't I didn't know it was that I was like what he has this that's amazing. How did you do this? That's so cool. It has it has batteries like it's like all this <laughs> well they're, they're not they're cartridges. Or, it's a battery. Or, that's or what it's yes. for. <laughs> and even just the way it embraces having a handicap, like it's such a pro like movie that like, takes that kind of thing and makes it into a positive, which yeah, yeah maybe it should be. I suppose you know, dwelling on it. It's like no, this is just a thing that he has. Like that's neat. Yep. Favorite. Sorry. End parentheses. Favorite animated sequels. Uh, Jason has Toy Story two, Despicable Me two, and Kung Fu Panda two. The Kung Fu winning. Um, and Eric has the Animatrix. If a series of shorts, be- both before and after the first movie, can be called a sequel, I'll count it. I'll allow it. I'll allow that. <laughs> the council has spoken. Yeah. Do you guys have an answer for this? Favorite animated sequels? Definitely Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. Yeah. I mean, Toy Story in general, that's like a, that's one of those just amazing trilogies. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do like 2 and 3 more. <laughs> 3 had me rolling. And crying. No, I'm not. If I'm challenged by Mr. Potato Head, if he's Mr. Going to be all right in the end, and I'm Mr. sitting there. Mr. Potato Head was hilarious as falafel, or tortilla. Tortilla. It was a tortilla. Tortilla. But I'm also, sitting, that, I'm I sitting was there laughing at the, so hard at that. Oh yeah, it, it's hilarious. But I'm sitting there at the end of the movie thinking, is he going to be all right? And I'm like legit worried about his safety. That's a good sequel. <laughs> <laughs> the safety of Don Rickles in an animated movie. Oh my god. <laughs> But I'd say those, and I'd say How to Train Your Dragon, too, actually. I would say that. Yeah. I concur. 
I also like Rescuers Down Under. Yes, that's that's very underrated. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's solid. It's a good use of, like, early CG in Disney movies, too. Like, that's solid. (laughs) You watch it now, it's, like, so outdated. It's not, it doesn't even look that outdated. I just watched it, like, two months ago. John Candy's there, too. I actually quote it all the time. Whenever anyone offers me pea soup or it's on a menu, I'm like, please. That's awesome. And no one ever knows what I'm talking about, but I have to explain it. They're like, oh my god. Like, brilliant. How old are you? Yeah, it happens on a daily basis. I thought I'd make a needlepoint. It's It's just sad that everybody's always going (laughs) Little Mermaid and then Beauty and the Beast, and they just jump right over Rescuers Down Under. Yeah, the the mermaid slash beauty fans aren't like as high on Bob Newhart as we hope. Well, I mean, they they it came right between uh, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. And people just skip over it in their listings. Not cool. <clears throat> Not cool. It was the first uh, CG a- uh, colored animated movie. Definitely yeah. worth checking out if you haven't seen it. John Candy's in it. Yeah. Uh, hey! That's my John Candy. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Bianca! <laughs> <laughs> Submitted by uh, listeners, Jason writes or Jason asks us and all of you, what do you think of Jason Momoa playing Aquaman in the Justice League movie? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, Again, I'm, I'm more of a Marvel guy, so my team is winning. I so. was already not, um, you know, I, I wasn't exactly thinking, man, when's Aquaman gonna get a movie? So if he's in it, I mean, that makes sense. Jason Momoa, not exactly the one that'd be like, man, this burly. Yeah, you know, dark-haired dude should really play this blonde Aquaman character, but you know, we'll see, see how it works. I t- I tend to like the casting in all these DC movies. It's just a matter of the movies themselves. So we'll see how that goes. This is true. Um, here's an outside the outside the blue question from James: favorite sports movie, and what sports make for the best movie? That's a great question. Sam. Yeah. There are a ton of fun sports movies out there. Aaron and I, we both enjoy Goon. One of my favorite sports movies... Let's, know, let's emphasize that again. Goon is fantastic. I love yes. Goon. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's fun. It's kind of it's kind of very uh, emotional at some points, too, because uh, he's such a, a nice guy. But uh, one of my favorites... What sport is it about? It's hockey. hockey. It's Sean William Scott okay. as, a, as a hockey player, but he's more... He's, he's, he's more... Yeah, he's, in, he's an enforcer, and it's just... It's, Leave it's just, Strivers in there. It's great. It's just really well done. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite sports movies of all time is um, it's actually a documentary uh, and it's like three hours long. What, Hoop Dreams? Yes, it is Hoop Dreams. And I, honestly, that is one of the best sports movies ever. Probably like the sports movie ever. It's just a great movie. Yeah. Hoop Isn't that, uh, wouldn't Roger Ebert agree with you? Yeah, that was like, his, his that, was, that was one of his favorite of the 90s. It's on his great movies list. He champ- he and Siskel were just big champions of it, trying to get it its Oscar nomination. It, or they they made a big deal about it not getting an Oscar nomination for that year. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it started out as like a PBS thing for just one hour, and then they, they just made the whole entire, they just gave all the three hours to distributors i suppose but if you haven't seen hoop dreams i highly highly recommend it it is it's almost as though somebody wrote all of it out first and then they made this dramatic film about it but it just all happened and it's crazy crazy good yeah it's it's an engrossing documentary for sure it's a great great sports movie um i love i i i tend to say i don't like sports movies very much but that's not true because i like a lot of sports movies just ones that I feel like I know the rhythms of them so well that it doesn't get me excited to see new ones. So it has to be something really special to get me on right. with it. And, um, and it, it's one of those movies, it's one of those genres that I have a hard time remembering 
which ones were my favorite because they start to run together. For the for the more mediocre, like movies like Sandlot, like that stands out to me, and I do like that. But I yeah. think he's quite. I good. love all the baseball movies, though. I mean, I grew up in a very baseball-oriented household. My like dad coached, and my brother always played, and that's how I spent my summers as a kid was like watching them. <laughs> so like Field of Dreams and like Angels in the Outfield and Sandlot, like I I love all that. Stuff. I love Little Big League. That's my baseball movie right yeah. there. Little Big League, <laughs> solid one. Um, in terms of what sport makes the best movie, I honestly say boxing. Um, I'm not, I don't like boxing, like, in real life, I don't watch it, but at the same time, something about boxing movies, like, I think it's because they're mostly played as underdog movies, um, they, they, they amount to a character, like, rising above the ranks and rising above to kind of accomplish something. Wait, a wait, 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 isn't, aren't all sports movies about the underdog? Yeah, but a boxing movie is not about a team. Um, necessarily. Individual. Like it's about that. an individual. That's why Rocky is such an enduring franchise. Or you watch something like even um, not that it's boxing, it's MMA. But what was it? Um, what about Rudy? Brothers. Well, the one with the brothers. What was that one called? Yeah, I think it's uh, the one with Tom Hardy. The one with Tom and, Hardy and, uh, and um, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, Warrior. Warrior. Thank you. Yeah. Like that. Like there's just something about that kind of movie that really gets me going. It's like, yeah, he's doing the thing. And he, like it's just like it makes me like really root for the guy. I'm not yeah. saying I don't root for things and. Other sports movies, yeah, Rudy's an example. That movie's a little like, eh, try to make me cry, Rudy, good job. Uh, <laughs> what were you guys' first sports movie that you remember watching? Abe's probably going to say The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was actually, uh, it probably would have been Sandline. That's why I have such a high affinity for it. Same. Sandline would be around there, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it was like 93 when it came out. I think so. mine was Necessary Roughness. That, yeah. Necessary That's roughness. football, right? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a football movie. Yeah. With uh, Kathy Ireland, uh, yeah, would be uh, the Sports Illustrated model. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, we're just talking about this. Let's move on. That's good. Yeah. Next question from George is: Rumor has it that Enya is not involved in creating the end theme for the next Hobbit movie. The producers have asked you to create a theme. What is the name of said theme and style of the song? Um, hmm. it'd be called a uh, Five Army Shuffle, and it'd be dubstep. <laughs> All the elves of Middle Earth and like all the, like the dwarves, they just get together for one giant party, dropping the beats. <laughs> and every time the beat drops, the hobbits like just just get bumped into the air. Yeah, the hobbits are just like like beach balls. <laughs> they just vibrate across the floor. I actually want to see this now. Yep, I I have nothing to add. See, crush that question. You win. <laughs> Crushed it. All right, what's the next question here? Um, Izzy asks, what's the next trendy phase in entertainment? We went from vampires to Nicolas Cage to wizards, and now it looks like giant monsters. Um, it's not a bad Honestly, yeah, I think that it's still superheroes. Um, I saw like some lineup of what Marvel and DC are coming out with. They're not going to stop to like 2018 and beyond. I mean, that's stuff, they're going like digging into stuff well, like... Well, I mean, Marvel had their plans, like, set up to, like, 2027 or something like that. Yeah. Ugh. I want more aliens. It, like, se- it seems like it's been a mix of, kind of, superheroes and um, post-apocalyptic, actually. Yeah. Lots of zombies lately. I'd say zombies has died down more than it was at, compared to where mm, we are. True. True. Next mm-hmm. question, Mr. Nassa. So are you guys going to do a 22 Jump Street review? We just did! We did, yeah. Yeah. Go see yeah. it. It's fun. But... Roasted. Probably uh, watch the first one. <laughs> Thanks, A, for that recap. Um, <laughs> lastly, Eric asks, 
what are the pros and cons of enlisting the original cast for the upcoming Star Wars movies? And how do you feel about Harrison Ford getting injured, squished, crushed, maimed by his old hunk of junk, the Millennium Falcon? Um, I'll answer that second one first. What I like about hearing Harrison Ford getting injured on the set of Star Wars, and not that that's great because that's not you know a good thing, but because um, no one should be injured doing things. Yeah, but I like, but it makes me think, oh, he's trying. So he got injured. So that's nice. I like that Harrison Ford's actually trying to make this movie. He's not just like around. So that I think that should be part of his character that he has a stump, like a stubble. <laughs> He, he and Luke are fake arm brothers. Yeah, he, well, Luke has the no arm, and then Han is now the no foot. And, like, Chewie laughs at him behind his back all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, laugh it up, fuzzball. There you go. <laughs> Just like old times. Any Pros and cons on? of uh, having the original cast? I mean, unless it's one of those things where it's flashback sequences, I don't really think that they need to be in the actual... I you think know. it. Oh boy, the last thing I want I is flashback it, sequences. Why would I want that? That sounds terrible. You just it made does that sound, sound terrible. Worse. But I mean, it, it, I don't know why they would be there. I mean, <laughs> unless they're like super old. If you made them super old, awesome. I mean, they are old, Abe. It's been forty years. I know, but you made them. Like, <laughs> that, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what other way you can justify your statement just now. On the I think it's it's great that they're there to cement the world that we're in. It's the same world that the original trilogy is and i think that's great yeah that's exactly my thought there's i don't see any reason not to have them if it's you know called star wars episode 7 not star wars this is a spin-off that has nothing to do with the original movies like that's they're back that's great if the movie works out good it's not about who's in the cast it's about making a good movie and if they think that's the right step to take which also needs like a natural lead into other things in the future since we're going to get a star wars film every year starting in 2015 <laughs> um you know cool i get more of that thing i like so whatever <laughs> Hey, answering I, that last question, that's the next trend is Star Wars movies. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Cool. Two, three years from now, we're going to have three new Star Wars movies. I know. I already have a boner thinking about it. <laughs> Wait, what, did I say that out loud? <laughs> Me too, guys. Me too. You guys didn't record this, did you? Dumb and Dumber 2 this November. We'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, <laughs> That was feedback. What? That was feedback. That was feedback. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, all the listeners, for uh, adding in responses and what have you. Uh, let's get to uh, actually what time? What uh? We well, just enough time for this too. What time? What uh, time is it? Ten fifty-six. Games. <laughs> that does mean it is time for games, of course. You trained that dragon. Thank you, Abe. I did. I have a new game this week, guys. Right. Every time I say game, I just want Leah to exclaim. Game! (laughs) Uh, Alright, this game is called Dream a Dream Works. Um, Basically, I am going to say three words that describe a DreamWorks animated film in some way, and you have to guess what that movie is. Um, You have to buzz in with your answer, so make sure to say your name first and then say the answer. Don't just shout out the answer. Don't just shout out the answer, Abe. <laughs> Abe, Abe. But yeah, here we go. It's called Dream of DreamWorks. First one. Animals escaped island. Abe, Madagascar. David. Abe gets the void, Madagascar. Next one. Swamp, ugly. David. Yeah. Shrek. Shrek. Is the I should say Shrek too, just to mess with you, but it is Shrek. Faster. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the next one. Chosen, slave, plagues. Chosen, slave, plagues. 
Give us some more. I mean, I th- the game is having three words. <laughs> Change the rules. DreamWorks animated movie. Hand drawn. David. Yeah. Uh, the that Prince of Egypt. Correct. Prince ah. is the correct answer. Here's the next one. Fly. Different. Learn. Leah. Yeah. How to Train Dragon. How to Train Dragon is the correct answer. Leah's on the yes! board. Learn. Oh, train. Gotcha. Next one. Fish. Smith. David. Shark Tale. Shark Tale. Is the, <laughs> I, I'm gonna because I didn't get to read the last one. That's the best one. Scorsese. Okay, David. The <laughs> Here's the next one. What's the deal? Abe. David. Abe. What'd you say? B movie. B movie is the correct answer. I thought that was a good one. And Abe got that was a good Seinfeld. <laughs> Here's the next one. Team six, be the ball. Abe, Kung Fu Panda. Nope. Mm. Oh, Furious Five. Team six, as perhaps limbs, and be the ball. Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, David. Yeah. Uh, aliens versus monsters. Nope. Uh, I don't. I don't know. And it's monsters versus aliens. That's still wrong. <laughs> I guess that's all of you. Um, ants. Ugh. I hated that movie. Love ants. Love ants. Way more than a bug's life. Next no one. No way. Blake was nice. Brain. Blue. Pit. David. Yeah. Oh, the. Oh, shoot. What's that name? Forget it. Pass. Leah. Yeah. Megamind. Megamind. Yes. Correct <laughs> I remember seeing the previous Comic Con. Where oh yeah, that was the year that we met at Comic Con. Yes, Aww. I just that That's when Will Ferrell came out dressed as Megamind, and Jonah Hill and Tina Fey were there, like, we're we're not dressed as characters. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Here's the next one. Dog, cheese, curse. Oh, uh, Leah, Walls yep. and Gromit. Walls and Gromit. Uh, oh, I forgot about that one. Uh, curse. Uh. Uh. uh, uh where. Uh, Werewolf? Werewolf. Nope. Oh, Matter of Love and Death? I don't know. I got it. Yeah. Curse of the Were-Rabbit. David gets the point. <laughs> <laughs> I was helping Leo. She got it. Hey, Abe, hey, it's a full title game here. Yeah. Last one. Bunny, Tooth, Snow. Say it again. Bunny, Tooth, Snow, or Frost. Leah. Yep. Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardians ah. is the correct answer. Ah. Okay, let me add these up right now. Let me see here. Why didn't you do, do, do a bleh? Why didn't you do Chicken Run? Because I only wanted to have ten. I don't want to. Because Zach Braff is too cool. Uh, guys. Cool. You guys. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Guys. Yes. Guys. Guys. Yeah, we have a tie. <gasps> no, no, we don't. David, you're always the king of ties. We don't. It's four. David has four. I missed one. <laughs> Yay, I won the game. I didn't have a tiebreaker, so that works out. <laughs> it was right. chicken run for the tiebreaker. It was chicken run for the tiebreaker. No, but good effort, guys. Especially ex- except Abe. Oh. <laughs> he only got one. He only got two. Uh. Actually, it's pretty good. It was a pretty well-rounded game. I like that. Dream. Yeah, I liked it. Dream and dream works. All right, that was good game. Good game. game. All right, let's move on real quick. Uh, Mountain Now presents Mountain Now. These are movies coming out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. We got a couple big ones here. First up, we have the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. Yes. 
Loved it. Next, oh my god. Next we have the Lego movie. Yes, Loved yes. it. Everything is off the hook. Indeed. Uh, then we have Joe, which I saw with Nick Cage. Pretty good movie. Enjoyed it. Encourage, really? Encourage, recommend, encourage going to get that one out. Uh, then we have a movie called Ernest and Celestine, which was up for Best oh. um, Animated Feature this year at the Oscars. Um, and that's one I have. I haven't watched it yet, but um, excited to check that one out. Uh, I hear it's good. Yeah. And um, what is it? I hear it's for, it's from the director of um, Panic. Uh, it was another movie, uh, Panic. Panic Room? Yeah, Panic Room. David Fincher directed a... Uh, God, that's going to bug me. It's like a stop animated feature called Panic something. That's going to bug me. We'll have to figure it out later. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, then we also have 13 Sins. This is a little movie that I enjoyed, um, similar to a movie called Cheap Thrills that I also enjoyed quite a bit. And lastly, How to, how, how to Train Your Dragon. House of Cards Season 2 arrives on DVD and Blu-ray this week. Woo! So if you didn't check that out on Netflix, you can now own it, I guess, and not pay the streaming fee. <laughs> um, and, uh, okay, that's that. Next week, we're talking about Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys. Joyzy Boys. Joyzy. Which has gotten a sudden stream of marketing that I expected, basically, because it's coming out this week. But yeah, that's a new Clint Eastwood film based on the very popular Broadway show. Have you, have you guys seen Jersey Boys? I haven't seen Jersey Boys. I have, I have not. Mm, yeah. My, next Broadway, like... my next Broadway has to be Hedvig and the Angry Inch. Oh, yeah. I need to go see that. Mm. But uh, yeah, Jersey Boys. That's, uh, I know the soundtrack's good. I know that already. So <laughs> there you go. We'll see how that goes next week, though. Um, let's uh, do our last thing here before we completely wrap up. What should people go and see now? What's the movie you'd recommend people see in theaters right now? I Train Your Dragon 2. I Train Your Dragon 2. David? Yes. <laughs> but uh, I, I also want people to see a, a Million Ways to Die in the West because I liked it. I, I know you didn't, but I, I think it's uh, – I thought it was funny. It's got its moments. Uh, I'd say the I'd say the signal. Um, I think people should go see that one just because it's so different. I haven't seen it yet. Thanks, Abe. Forty here. We'll say about it next week or a couple hours from now. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one I among the many other very good movies that are out right now. Uh, okay, so with that said, I know David's got to take off like right now. So David, where can people find more of your work, real quick? I I, I contribute to various sites, figures.com for toys, and EndorExpress.net for uh, Disney and Star Wars news. Great. So before we do the rest of our wrap, I'm just going to say goodbye to David right now. David, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thank you, guys. I had a lot of fun. Great. And And you're uh, a winner. And we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll hear. Yeah, you are a winner. So that means you get to come back. That's the, that's, that's the prize for games. Sweet. Right there. Aww, come on, guys. You get to come back too. You have tenure. That's that's the prize <laughs> right there. You're one of the, you're one of our OG guests, so you always get to come back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But David, thank you for coming on, and we'll uh, talk to you later. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Great. See ya. All right, how's that David guy's out of the way? Always boasting about his win. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodazeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at whysoblue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews. And you can also find me at Twitter at twitter.com slash PS 4 Abe? Find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose hashtag V. <laughs> and uh, Leah? Uh, I'm on the interwebs uh, Twitter as Z-O-M-G underscore it's underscore Leah and on the Instagrams for tons of fun and quirky selfies <laughs> among other things at Leah Deuce, L-E-A-H-D-U-C. They're all hashtag the quirkiest so you know, it really works out. <laughs> Indubitably.
you can uh you can find all you can find all the other episodes about now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes and at Stitcher as well as at hhwlod.com. You can find our show there at that podcast network that hosts our show along with other shows including the Walking Dead TV podcast, 24, the Jack and Chloe Adventure Cast, which myself and friends of the show Brandon and Maxwell host with me talking about new week every week's episodes of the new season of 24 and other phone shows about comics and games and TV and fun stuff like that. You can also find our episodes over at outnow.podomatic.com, as well as soundcloud.com slash outnowpodcast. And feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on How to Train Your Dragon 2 or any other summer movies that have come out so far. We love your thoughts, so you can interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, or you can tweet at us, just like uh, Tyler did, twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And of course, feel free to follow our Tumblr page, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com, where we post all kinds of fun pictures and gifs and episodes of the show, of course. And you can use our voicemail line, 972-798-3830, just like you heard at the beginning of the show. You can leave a voicemail, and we'll be happy to play it on the show. If it, you know, talks, asks us a question or talks about a movie you really like based on a recommendation or whatnot, it's fun to play, fun to get in listener interaction all the way around. So there we go. True. So, with all that said, Leah, great to have you back on the show again. You too, y'all. It's always a pleasure. For sure. And I think that's going to do it. So unless any of us want to break out and do some Frankie Valley right now, I think we're going to wrap this one up. But until next week, so long. And goodbye. Bye. Now you gotta say you're the man now, dog. You're the man now, dog. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> man, David and I are just gonna have competing Sean Connerys. <laughs>